Welcome to CTO Think, a podcast about leadership, product development, and tech decisions between two recovering chief technology officers. Here are your hosts, Don Vandemark and Randy Burgess. So, Don, this is not yes. this is not the typical CTO Think episode. This is a crossover with our other podcast, This Old App. So we're not even going to talk about what we've been doing this week. We're going to jump right into it. On this old app, we... So, so r- before you jump in, yeah, this is like one of those Dick Wolf Tuesday nights where you've got Chicago Fire and Chicago <laughs> Med and Chicago Pizza, I guess. I, I don't remember the three shows, but where the three shows all come together and have a single plot line. Is that what you're saying? Is there a pizza delivery Chicago where it's like a new adventure getting a pizza across town? Not yet. Yet being the key word. So. But they could we could sell that to Dick Wolf. And I think it'll fly go. it'll fly for at least six episodes before they cancel it. So Yeah, that's all you need, right? Chicago. All right. Pizza. Anyway, on on to your point. <laughs> Yes. Oh, the point. So on this old app, we were talking about React and we were talking about how it has caught fire in the development community and how businesses, small, mid-sized and large, are adopting React. And I know this from experience because I was interviewing with companies and they all were putting React in, like almost very few were not. Almost, in, right. I can't think of any that I didn't talk to that didn't think React was their front end um, strategy. So, right. in that episode, we may we we talked in a open source manner <laughs> of our opinions of things, and we actually got a response from Dan Abramoff on Twitter um, regarding some of our comments. And this is not a controversy. This is, we were not being, um, this is, we were not trying to attack react or anything, but we talked about things on a development level. And we also talked about things on a management level. And so for CTO think, I was wanting to discuss strictly how a manager that has to, a manager that's not hands-on as a technology leader that sure. is largely running an engineering team, what do they take from all of this? What? Do, how do they look at the react the beast of React, and how do they balance it with their typical job requirement, which is reduce complexity, um, enforce maintainability, bleeding edge is is bad, and keep developers happy like what is the management approach to this and how do they balance that with the fact that their developers are listening to the react team and taking cues from them about what is cool and what should i be working on and then you have a manager who's like i have a different set of goals and being cool like most dads or moms is not one of them. <laughs> so if, if React is the popular kid in school, most parents are like, I don't care because I've grown up and I know that the popular kid in school is not necessarily something to be concerned with. So how, how, like, how does a manager balance what the, what the open source community is telling their engineers versus what they know they need to get done? Well, I'm going to I'm going to use a different analogy. 
because <laughs> we love analogies and we're, we're just going to go down the rabbit hole of analogies. <laughs> so instead of being the popular kid in school, in this scenario, React is that thing that all your friends have, but you <laughs> don't have yet. Yes. So whether that's a cell phone or a, a Nintendo Switch or whatever it is, it's all my friends have it, so I need it too. And, and yeah. that, as a manager, is what you're trying to process. Um, is it... Is your reaction, well, if all your friends were to jump off a bridge, would you? Is that your <laughs> is that your first reaction? Or or is it some to the effect of, okay, yeah, I see all your friends have it, and there's a good reason all your friends have it. Um, cell phones being one of those things, because cell phones just freed up communication. So yeah. I, I think when it comes to React, I'll speak a little bit about how we use it at Aspire EDU. Yeah. Um, we did not say, ooh, look at React. We now need to rewrite everything to use React. Um, we started to use it with new features. So if we had a new feature come out, we wrapped, we we, we used React to wrap the, around that. Um, and, and we started adding it in pieces. And when we go and we do our front end change, sure, we'll we'll probably pull React in at that point to everything. But um, especially with an engineering team our size, um, it's not where we were going to stop everything and just flip over to React because what we had worked. Yeah. Um, and and that's what it comes down to is if what you have works, why why upset the apple cart? Um, keep keep going with what you have and then start to bring in the new thing, the, the, the better thing um, in places where you can. So let's rewind a little bit to why a manager is even going to use a framework. Why employ that? Because I have built entire front end applications in the past, not now, but in the past with jQuery. H, good old HTML with jQuery um, being sprinkled throughout. And so the side effect is that jQuery doesn't have really great patterns for structuring com complexity. And you have essentially spaghetti code, a mishmash of jQuery all mixed around all of your HTML, no patterns in place so that in a management role, you you aren't worried about that first. You're not worried about one developer working on your front end. And you're not worried about the three developers right now working on the front end. You're worried about three developers today, three different developers tomorrow, five developers a year from now. And if you are using jQuery in somebody's pattern that built it six months ago, you are really in a bad spot where am I going to find people that want to work on jQuery code like this first person did? But with React or with any front-end framework, the benefit is there's a paradigm, there's a protocol, there's a, a convention of sorts that people have adopted to build, to, to build out complexity on the front-end and maintain it 
across different people and teams. Sure. And so that that's why that's why you choose a framework or should be choosing a framework in the first place. The question then that we're talking about is why is React winning? Why is it why is it the the framework of choice? And yeah, there's a little bit of keeping up with the Joneses, I think, going on um, yeah. with, with some people. Well, it, it <sighs> yes, but I want to be careful using that connotation. So <laughs> it's not, I don't think for the most, uh, yes, there are certainly people out there who are saying, you know, that website is now using React, therefore we must now start using React. Um, and that's that that's in line with your keeping up with the Joneses comment. Um, yeah. But there's also the other part, which is that we're going to use the right tool to, to replace all this code we have. This code we have is good, but it's difficult to maintain. It could be, it could be more performant, whatever the reason is. And when you look, you say, well, if we rewrite it in react, it's going to, it's going to be better. It's going to be easier to maintain. It's going to be more performant. It's going to allow us more features, whatever the reason, as long as there are well thought out reasons, um, then, then absolutely make that make that switch within your whatever time frame you have. Um, that does does lead me to 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 the point of having the develop, and we've talked a little bit about this before in the past, I believe. Making sure that non technical managers and executives are not making technical decisions for the reason of keeping up with the Joneses. You don't want your, your non-technical CEO coming in and saying, are we using react? Why not? Facebook is built on it. Yeah. Um, that, 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 that's not a way to, to incorporate technology. Um, the response to a statement like that is, we don't yet. We've got this new feature we're going to roll out. We're going we're to use React to do the front end of that. We're, and then w- that will help build our team's knowledge around it to where we can go ahead and backfill it further when we change some of these other things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a case of, not being that parent that just gives their kids whatever they want, right? So, um, so let I want to take a different path. I want to talk about like we talked about on this old app, developers listening to the Facebook team and kind of doting on whatever they say. So when they introduce a new feature like hooks, and the development community says this is the new way to do things immediately and and as hooks has been introduced in my knowledge it's been like this is a beta approach that we are considering not that hey this is how you should do things right but on a management level i've got i've got this is a rhetorical question what why should a manager pay attention to what abramoff andrew clark sophie alpert the the people that i kind of pay attention to in the react development team 
why should a manager pay attention to them? I have some answers, but I'm curious if you have a thought on that. Well, if you're talking about your, your technical managers, then following development leads, following team leads, following product managers of the tools and products you use, um, it helps to educate you on what's new. Um, it, let me even back up. The number one reason is to is to inform you of when something important is happening with that language, framework, tool, service, whatever it is. Yeah. That there's a security update, you must get it in. Um, there's a zero day exploit, that sort of thing. That that's the number one reason. The other re- the, the the lesser reasons are to learn what's new. To, to maybe gain some knowledge as to why this new thing is good um, and, and when you should use it and, again, when you should not. Um, so that that's my answer to your question. The other, yeah, and you're right. There's nothing I disagree with on that. I think that there's, there's a psychological tactic of management that I think is important in the day and age we are uh, with engineers. If your engineers come to you and go, Don, we want to employ hooks. We want to go through an actual process, a sprint, a spike, whatever you want to call it. We want to change how we're employing parts of our app. And we want to use this new hooks thing. You, the manager, need to be able with some ability to say yes or no to your engineers because when you're talking to adults like going back to your analogy of hey the kids down the street have a cell phone and i want one too you as a parent you can get away with you don't need it but when you are managing a team of engineers in a competitive labor environment you can't just say we don't need it and walk away and keep them happy you need to be able to give them reasons why why you this may not be a good fit right now and you are you're only going to do that if you understand why are they asking for hooks in the first place why are they asking for the brand new um tools versus what we've been using for the past year or two so i right. think it's important for managers to pay attention not to be experts but to understand why the engineers are are bringing this to their attention and being able to discern like, hey, is this a shiny new object or actually this will this ha- like this is risky. This is valuable. This is not even baked. This is not a well baked approach. We need we're, we're not working with that type of production environment. I think it's important for a manager to know why those discussions are being brought to them, but they don't need to be an expert. You don't have to dive into the hooks code and read all that stuff. You don't have to even have a strong opinion on whether hooks is a good approach, but I think it's important for you to be able to say, I'm aware of the chatter. I'm aware of the discussion that was being brought up by that team. And I have some reasons why we don't want to go down that path now. Yeah. 
it's certainly certainly been some of the conversations we've had at Aspire EDU is I'll come across something regarding Heroku or Django or something. And I'll pass along the developers. I'll be like, does this, how does this impact us? And then I'll get my answer. And that gave us a good discussion around that. Yeah. Now the, I guess the other point, and like, I have no idea that the react team is going to listen to this episode. Like they may have listened to the, this old app, but there's definitely on the open for anyone that's doing open source that may be listening to this. I think that there's two different ways that coders and managers pay attention to what the open source community talks about. Like, a co- like to me as a developer, if I'm only worried about developing, I'm thinking about the business problems that are presented to me for a project and the code that I'm you know doing the solution to. So I'm able to kind of pay attention to day-to-day communications on Twitter or Medium or YouTube. I can actually go in the source code. I have time to go into the source code of some of these things and understand what's going on. I'm talking to other engineers at lunch, during meetings, in my normal train of work, and I'm actually using the code. I'm actually, if I'm I'm able to branch off on the code, like if I'm working on a project, I can create a branch on Git and work on the experimental features that are being presented. But if I'm a manager, it's not that the coders are less busy, it's that, or, or it's not that the coders are less busy than management, but managers have less time to do certain ground level exploration of, of these tools, because management largely is listening and talking to large groups of people, and that eats up a chunk of time. So right. management is learning about all this open source stuff through what coders tell them, so or what podcasts tell them. <laughs> So, or good gracious, I hope they're not listening to us. (laughs) Or what they read on headlines from newsletters that they aren't reading. (laughs) Yeah. So I'll be the first to admit that I learn a lot about open source because I get newsletters and I read the headlines. And I always say to myself, oh, that's cool. I'm going to read that. And then I don't. But I read the headline. And so... I know about certain open source approaches because I've been reading newsletter headlines um, or the, the article aggregate, the aggregation newsletters have a bunch of articles and I'm reading the headlines and the synopsis of those articles. And so I'm getting very abstract viewpoints of the React community and of the React development. And so... The, I think the problem is, is that when an open source leader or people in that open source community are talking in depth about why are hooks good, the management is listening to, here's the, the clickbait headline related to hooks. When should I care about this? That's the, the next question. Uh, and, that, that, yeah, that's, I, I'm going to cut you off there unless you, unless you have no. to finish. Go ahead. That that that's exactly where I wanted to take this. Yeah. Was that's another reason to be listen to be reading, to be following, is there has been it, this this I don't want to make too harsh a statement. Um <laughs> you you're 
There has been a segment of the React community, not the team, React community that has reacted to hooks as, oh, we need to get this in all our code right now. Yeah. Um, regardless of the fact that the team has come out and said, we're releasing it. We think it's good, but it's still early days. Um, that's what a manager should be reading. And when the when their team comes back to them and says, we want to go undergo a sprint or two to use React hooks, then you're 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 not fully knowledgeable, but you have just a little inkling of knowledge to be able to ask a couple questions like, are we sure that that's in a place that we want to change our code right now? Yeah. Um, that's another reason you follow all these things. So like at the end of the day, I mean, a manager, a management level just choices around uh, frameworks has, there's so many things we could talk about. And we're focused a lot on React because of the popularity factor. And that's what our episode on this old app was about. I think it's, I think it's important that managers at least pay attention. If you're going to die, if you're going to like, it was easier with Microsoft if you were using ASP.NET back in the day, because basically Microsoft had a release schedule that everyone else could kind of follow. And it was proprietary. And so there's only one or two opinions being pushed out in these releases for changes. And backwards compatibility was always a huge factor. But the React team, I'm not saying that the React team cares less about any of those. I feel like React has done a pretty good job with backwards compatibility, and they've kept the core so slim that it's really not their responsibility, the other tools that pop up. But people that have been following React Router, and this is not a, I'm not condemning the, the people that have developed that, but the backwards compatibility on React Router has been a completely different story. And sure. I have never worked on a React app that didn't need router on it. Um, just maybe in my experience, I'm always working where a router is, ne is necessary. And I feel like a, man like a manager has to pay attention to these tools if they're going to adopt them because they are no longer subscribing to a company that they're not subscribing to a like Microsoft that cares about, hey, we want you to keep using this long term because we're making money off of your use. The React team doesn't have the time to worry about your business. Mm. They are worried about putting out a product that doesn't get forked like Node and IOJS got forked. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you to back that statement up for a minute. Okay. Uh, I heard the React team doesn't care about your business. That's not exactly what you said, but they could be interpreted that way. Sure. So, so um, I'll, I'll get you to rephrase that. The React team doesn't have the time. <laughs> this is just my they can't. They don't have a strategy that is overly concerned with your business's ability to make money. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna stop you again because <laughs> okay. I, I, I I do think I I think you're you're coming coming off too strong. I think the 
the React team does not just release things willy nilly. Okay. No. Um, they everything they release is is released thoughtfully. Now it's not the React team's responsibility to make your business profitable. So I'm I'm trying to get get you to to rephrase to get to your point because I'm I'm feeling that your point's not coming across. Well, I feel like the strategy is different. Okay. The React folks, open source folks. I don't want to just put it all on React people. Yeah. Open source folks are trying to release a good product that people of tools that people can use to build whatever they want. Microsoft, when it released ASP.NET, had a strategy that you will use ASP.NET in the way that they kind of dictate. They create the conventions. And those conventions, like they don't introduce conventions typically that didn't have the need for their server software. That's where they made their core money. Okay. React, the React folks don't make releases based on, is someone going to use JavaScript in a way that makes us money? Ah, okay. Okay. And so I, I'm not trying to say that React doesn't care. I'm trying to say that React doesn't make releases with any strategy in mind that gives them payback. So, what, so the they're, they're not. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, good. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to wrap that. In, I'm going to rephrase that in a different way. Okay. The React team does not release changes for their own benefit. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not that, that works. Okay. But I, and I think that in some ways, if you, if you are a company that is completely sold on like early 2000 Microsoft servers, it benefits you when that Microsoft is making releases back then that benefits your use of those servers. You've already bought in. There's a sunken cost at that point. But the React team does, doesn't have that level of concern for that in previous investment you made in other technologies or other approaches to React. Like when they say, hey, don't use mix-ins, they didn't, to Dan's point on on his, on the Twitter responses, he said, you can still use mix-ins. But the React team isn't developing more things on mix-ins. So if you're bought in on mix-ins as a strategy, you're kind of on your own because they're not going to release anything more. There's no longer, a, like Microsoft, Microsoft always kept pushing things that would keep you tied to their servers and React doesn't make releases based on previous investments you may have made. Does that sure. make sense? Sure. So it's not an sure. indictment of React or open source developers. It's that as a manager, you can no longer depend on the fact that the people releasing code care or have a concern for the way you did things before. Sure. That's probably the bigger risk point. So a man in my mind as a manager, I I'm no longer betting. I don't have confidence that if I'm following an open source team, let's say view that the view team is going to care that I invested on a certain approach of view that they did back in the day. They're going to make a change to go forward 
and it may not be something that I have, it may be detrimental to what my team did before. And that's just open source. That's not React. That's not Vue. That's open source development isn't as, there's no profit motive for them to stick with making sure that everything I did before works going forward. Sure. And that's just a risk that you take as a manager. Right. So that's all I got um, regarding this. Plus, I'm about to lose massive power on my computer, so I can't <laughs> talk anymore. But that's okay. I, I feel like this was one of the, I mean, just because they kind of caught fire on Twitter and React has been, is still in the press, so to speak. Um, this is one of our episodes that really crossed over from both the developer, this old app side to the management CTO think side. And I thought it was a good crossover type of deal for us to discuss. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So anyway, uh, I have no idea. We'll talk next week. Probably, I don't know, CTO think. Well, ne- ne- next week is Thanksgiving. So we'll, oh, yeah. we'll have to find a, find a, <laughs> time to do it but uh but we'll we'll uh, we'll get more out there next week would not be a, a necessarily a cto thing but it wouldn't necessarily be uh this old app either so cool man we'll see well, have a good thanksgiving to All right. you and our listeners and uh we'll talk again soon sounds good thanks for listening to the cto think podcast Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at ctothink.com. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. Patreon contributions help us to produce episode transcripts, which allow people that are deaf or hard of hearing to access the show. If you have feedback, ideas, or want to be a guest, please email us at hello at ctothink.com. Show music is Dumpster Dive by Mark Wallach, licensed by premiumbeat.com. Voiceover work by meganvoices.com. You'll hear from us next week.